We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green, and also special guest of the show. Welcome back, Jacob Cisneros. How you doing, my friend? I am doing well. Thanks for having me again on the pod. Absolutely. Any anytime you want to come on, you know, you just you let me know. And like I said, I, I like talking with you. Um, it seems like our fans of the show, people that listen to the show, like listening to you. So, you know, it's, it's just good. It, it's good all together. So whenever you want to come on, you let me know. So, Jacob, before I get to Nate, give us a spew. Let us know everything about you, where we can follow you on Twitter, where we can go read your works, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so um, I write for Halo Hangout, which is a Angels fan site, part of the fan sided network, and then also cover a little bit of Dodgers on Dodgers Tailgate, another fan site, and then um, Student Union Sports, I get to cover really whatever I want there, so best, you know, jack of all trades, I guess. Absolutely. You do a fantastic job. We I'll, Actually, I'll, I'll get to the article that you wrote with uh with myself and taylor i, I had a blast with that. that that was really fun to talk to you about that so and i read and, and taylor i know is is great with what he does taylor blake ward of course if you guys don't know who i'm talking about but yeah taylor blake ward was also in it we'll talk about it in a little while because we already strangely enough have injury news which is weird but you know before we get there nate how you doing give me some energy i'm doing fantastic jared how about you I'm not doing too bad. I'm excited, you know, to talk about everything. We, like I said, unfortunately have some injury news to talk about, but the rest is actually, you know, fairly interesting. So first, let's start off with the question of the day. I, I, you know, you guys, I, I like to start it off with the question, get the brains thinking a little bit. And I had our another friend of the show, Dave Evans. He does another podcast back in England, I think, somewhere, you know, back in the UK. Uh, they do a great job with halfway around the halo. Yes, there are Angels fans uh, back in, in the UK, and it's really cool to talk to them and get their perspective on on baseball. If you haven't listened to their podcast, they actually had Joe Madden on 
uh, a, a while back. It's one of my favorite podcasts to go listen to. They do a fantastic job there, so go give them a listen. But he slid into the DMs and had a very interesting question for us here at the show. So he asked if Brandon Marsh or Joe Adele were the centerpiece in a trade package for either a a seasoned frontline veteran, you know, like a starter per se. He, he mentioned starter, so starting pitcher, uh, Herman Marquez, Luis Castillo, somebody like that. Or would you rather get Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele or Joe Adele for a young pitching prospect? I'll start it off with Jacob. Did I did I make that clear enough? Or did I just kind of really sound weird? Which which way would you rather trade Joe Adele or Brandon Marsh if they were the centerpiece in a in a big trade? Um, yeah, I I think that I mean me personally when I was um, thinking about it early on, I think that neither of them gets traded. So I'm just gonna let that known right off the bat. But I think if it were to come down a trade, I think it, they go for a young starting pitcher. I think the veterans in the free agent market are right there right now. So I think they spend big there. And then go, if they want to make a trade for a younger pitcher, they go trade uh, Marshall Ardell. Yeah. I, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I still got to think about this. It's, it's, it's really interesting question. And even though he asked me the question, I think two days ago, I still haven't, you know, fully processed and thought, you know, really into depth about it. So, Nate, which way would you go with this? Because we've seen talks both ways of, of a possible trade. I mean, we saw Brandon Marsh almost go to Miami during the trade deadline last year. And then I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure there have been trade talks with Joe Adele, you know, going to Colorado or, or Cincinnati. So, Nate, is there a certain direction you would like to go? Yes, and I'm sure Joe Dell was in the Blake Snell trades last offseason as well, but I would rather go get a veteran. Um, I think for me personally, I'd rather know what I'm getting, and I know what I'm getting out of Herman Marquez, Luis Castillo. I know I'm getting a guy who's going to throw 180-plus innings and, and compete for me and be really good. I don't know what I'm getting out of a, a 20-something-year-old kid who has never pitched above AA, never pitched above AAA, whatever it is. Um, you mentioned Max Myers, a guy. He he had a really good year, uh, but what are you going to get out of him in the big leagues? Like, is he a for sure starter, or is he a guy who, you know, starts for a couple of years, doesn't pitch that well, and then becomes a bullpen piece? And it's like, well, we just gave up an everyday outfielder for a bullpen piece that me and you think that we could get on minor league deals and spend one million dollars on on guys like that. So personally, I'd rather go get the veteran, get the proven guy and know what I'm getting. Yeah, I, I get both sides of the argument. I personally lean towards getting somebody with more control. Uh, that's just me. I mean, I'm not saying Max Meyer would be that guy. I think you had would definitely have to go look in in Miami, whether that's, you know, like a, a Sixto Sancho, Sanchez or even a Trevor Rogers in, in, in a sense too. I think, I think that Miami is going to be a, a hot spot for the Angels this offseason. I, I really do. I think that there's going to be constant communication there for, I don't know what type of trade it would be. I, I really have no no real clue. Like, it, it, I couldn't even start, you know, really thinking about it. But I think my Miami is is definitely going to be the centerpiece of, of some trades this this offseason. And it's it's definitely going to be interesting. But I think I lean towards more 
So getting a guy that has a little bit more control, we've seen guys be better before they sign their big deal. So if you can catch a break and say Max Meyer turns into, you know, that dude that you're looking for, or, you know, Sixto Sancho's turns into that dude or Trevor Rogers or whoever you want to say, Logan Gilbert, if that's the way you want to go, you know, so I, I, I think that we've seen pitchers become better, you know, at that younger age. And I also think though we've seen pitchers become better at an older age too. I, I don't know. It's a very interesting question. I, I'll say I lean more towards the getting the years of controllability rather than that veteran presence because I still don't think the Angels are quite there. I think they're I think they're close. Like I don't think they're close enough that they need to that Max Scherzer is going to put them in the World Series. I think Max Scherzer puts them in a good spot to win. You know, but yeah, I think they just need to get the right players and and I think controllability is is the right would be the right move there in a sense. So, Dave, fantastic question. You know, like I said, love getting the brains going. Uh, Dave, if, if you know you want to come on, if you listen to this, let me know. Uh, we can we can work around your schedule. I know you're 12 hours away, but I, I love talking with you guys, and because just because you guys give a different perspective. So let's move on to something a little bit more controversial. We said it last podcast. If you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it real quick. We had a uh, me and Nate became GMs, and we'll give Jacob a chance to become GM uh, the GM later in the show. But me and Nate became GMs, and the first move that we made was trading Shohei Otani to the San Diego Padres for a package that included Jake Cronenworth, Ryan Weathers, Chris Paddock, and one other guy. I can't really remember who it is. CJ right Abrams. Yes, yeah, CJ Abrams as well. And could have been a little bit hot. That That is, it is what it is. I think that that's pretty close to what return you're looking for when it comes to Shohei Otani, not just because of what he brings on the field it's what he brings off the field as well so i think we need to break this trade down a little bit more because we just kind of put it out there and we didn't really dive deep into it so i'll start with jacob because he's a fresh mind a fresh brain on this and i know that you know you were kind of on the fence a little bit you like it you don't like it you know you can see both sides of it so give us you know your thoughts on you know, a possible Shohei Otani trade. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I don't think Artie ever lets it happen, but I think you kind of got to consider it, right? Yeah. Um, like you said, I, you know, I DM'd you when I thought about the podcast, which was a great podcast last episode. But yeah, I, I think you have to at least consider it, you know, the off season's slow. So, I mean, it's fun just to do these kind of things, just like a what if. Obviously, I don't think Otani's going to go anywhere. I think Angels love him. He loves the Angels playing in Anaheim. He wants to build a winner there. So that being said, it's a what-if scenario. But um, on paper, I kind of do like the deal that you guys had. Um, the only interesting thing was just like that Chris Paddock. I like, I like him for the Angels. Maybe a change of scenery can kind of like change his mindset a little bit. But I just don't think he's that like veteran piece, that, that last move, I guess. Like if you're looking to keep building towards 2022. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, like I said, it's fun to play around with it. I don't know. I I agree with you. I think we both like Paddock. It's somebody that me and Nate have always kind of really talked about. But again, it's something, it's this trade, and I have to be very clear with all the listeners here. This trade's not going to happen. Like 100%, this will not happen. 
Artie Moreno won't let it happen. It, it, it won't. But it's something that I feel like needs to be put in the back of our brains is that a possible Shohei Otani trade could happen. Because if the Angels are in the same situation they are, in, they were in this last year, come July next year or even the year after when Shohei Otani becomes a free agent, you got to kind of think about looking at maybe moving him. That's if he continues to produce at the same level. You know, because there's a lot of money on the books. I don't know what a Shohei Otani contract looks like we could probably try to break that down and, and you know you guys can possibly give me a number on that because i have no clue what a what a shohei otani extension or free agency looks like it it, it would be mind-boggling and, and astonishing but you know people kind of compare said as well that you know if 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 you're just bringing out the stats you know, yes, Shohei Otani, you know, it isn't worth it. But Shohei Otani is worth so much, so so much more, you know, to the team and to the Angels as a whole. And and if you're looking at the business aspect of of a Shohei Otani trade, you're looking at the wrong thing, and and you're kind of just playing it as Artie Moreno would do. Because do you want to win, or you know, do you want to continue to put out these really good players, Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, Jared Walsh? those type of guys and, and make money off those guys, you know, like personally I want to win. And I think you guys both do too. So Nate, I'll let you kind of take it away. And I, I know we had some key talking points. I, like I said, this trade's not going to happen, but I think down the road, if an extension doesn't happen, we really got to start thinking like, Hey, you know, maybe show trading show Tony isn't a bad thing. Yeah, Jordan. And I, I totally, we, we talked about this the other day and, I think one thing that has been kind of frustrating to, to figure out for for me and you at least is do we want to win or do we want to make money? Like, I feel like we hear all the time, like, oh, the Angels need to be better. We need to get pitching to win. It's like, okay, so you guys want to win. But when you make a trade that, that possibly helps the Angels win for a longer period of time rather than, you know, one or two years – which we, we've been there, you know, Mike Trout's third year in the league, we had the best record in the American League, and we were three and done in the playoffs, and we have not seen a playoff game since. Um, that's basically what you're looking at, because you would be having all these guys ready for free agency, possibly making the playoffs, and then it was like, well, we're going to get outbid on three or four of these guys, and we're going to get one of them back. Who's the one guy we get back? Probably Otani out of the three or four guys who would hit free agency that year. And it's like... Okay, so then we go right back into the same situation we've been in where it's like we have a lot of money on three or four guys. We are going to continue to win 76 games, and we're going to continue to finish in fourth place and be frustrated with, oh, we're not getting better because we don't have any money to spend on pitching. So it, it, it definitely is an interesting thing to think about. And with Otani, you know, like you said, he brings a lot more to the Angels than just his stats. And that's awesome. But when it comes down to it, like, you look at what the Atlanta Braves did, they didn't care about what stats there were. Jorge Soler was hitting under 200 at the trade deadline. It was Jorge Soler fits this team perfectly. He hits lefties. He absolutely rakes lefties. He hits for power. He can play decent defense. And he can be a replacement because we're going to go get Eddie Rosario, who's going to play left field as well, but he's going to rake righties, and they're going to be a perfect platoon partner for each other. 
And it's like things like that that people aren't really thinking about. It's like, are we going to go get the right pieces or are we just going to go get pieces to make everyone happy? I think that it's kind of funny that you mentioned this. I think people forgot how to win in Anaheim. Like, in the, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I know the front office knows how to, they think to win. But I think the fans have kind of forgot how to win, in a sense. Like, yes, I want to extend Shohei Otani like like the uh, everybody else does, too. But, like, that money could be used so much better, I, I think. Like, and I think, personally, and, and I said it last offseason before Shohei Otani had this great year and he's going to win MVP and, and all that stuff. I felt like Shohei Otani was more of a burden in the offseason because we didn't know what he was going to be. It's like, how many pitchers do you need? How many, you know, like, is he, do we need, do the Angels need a DH? Do they need six pitchers? Do they need a seventh pitcher? Like, is he going to be on the DL? Is he going to be able to hit? Like, I, you know, I think that we've kind of solved that a little bit more. But it's still in the back of my head as, you know, hey, what if, you know, Shohei Otani gets hurt? Angels need a, need a DH. There's not, a, like, I, don't, I prefer not to see Jack Mayfield in the DH spot all, <laughs> all season next year. And, and like I said, at, at the end of the day, I, I want to win. So th- that's just kind of where I stand. I, I'm, I'm getting to the point, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sick and tired of losing. And I know fans are, are saying that too. But, you know, watching this happen year in and year out is, is really, really tough. And I, I don't know, you know, I think that it's a good first step. And again, a Shohei Otani trade's not going to happen. In fact, it's more likely that the Angels extend Shohei Otani than, than trade him. But I don't know, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. So, before we get on to you know what a Shohei Otani extension might look like, Jacob, you have anything else you want to you know say about this conversation? Yeah, um, I mean, you guys can jump in too. It's more like a question, but like it, it almost kind of reminds me like these like Japanese superstars that come over. Like, like it, it's it at the end of the day, it is a business because like I'm thinking like. You know, they the Rangers traded you Darvish for at, for the Dodgers, and I remember at the time they were like, "He's this next generational pitcher." You know, Masahiro Tanaka signed with the Yankees and then went back to Japan. So I don't think that there's like this like, "Oh, he's going to be a legacy player. He needs to stay for the Angels for so many years." Like, no, these like it is a business at the end of the day. So I wouldn't completely rule out an Otani trade, but at the same time, like you said, I think an extension is possible. Absolutely. So before we get going on to anything else, just real quick, because I literally wouldn't know where Shohei Otani extension starts at. Like I've talked to multiple people about this and and they don't even know. So I want you guys to give it your best guess. I guess I'll kind of, I'll start with Jacob here. If you have a, a figure in your head that you think might happen, let's say the angels were to extend Shohei Otani right now at the age he's at right now what do you think it looks like it it is tough it is really tough because you are comparing you know you're you're evaluating two players otani the pitcher and then otani the hitter um i mean honestly it might sound crazy absurd but i'm looking around 35 to 40 million a year just because you're getting two players and one of the things that I think kind of holds it back, holds me back a little bit, is that, like you mentioned, Jared, like if Otani gets hurt and the DH spot becomes a problem, it, it really does become a problem for the team because I had to watch even last season. Like, I didn't like seeing him do both pitch and hit in the same game because 
it forces it forced the Angels to become a National League team, and with the National League possibly getting a DH next season, it just doesn't make sense for Otani to do both in the same game. Yeah, and I agree with that too. It, and actually, that's actually another interesting point. It'll be really interesting to see what what the Angels end up doing with with all this. So, Nate, do you have a number off the top of your head that you can think of that you know Shohei Otani extension might look like right now? If it's like this offseason, I think it's an eight-year extension, which gets rid of his two years left of arbitration and buys out six years of free agency for him. And I think he's getting around 250, 260, which is like 32 and a half million, 30, between 30 and 32 and a half million. That's a lot of money for a guy that we, we saw break down in the second half of the season. We, we did. Uh, you can look at his numbers from after the All-Star game and look at them for the rest of the season, and it was not as good as it was in the first half. Um, and it's just, it, it's very, it, it's interesting, because I don't know how long he can keep this up. How long can he continue to play 140-plus games a year, pitching and DHing without taking off days? Because it felt like he had, what, three or four off days the whole year? I know that wasn't the actual case, but that's what it felt like. Um, I don't know if you have the number offhand, but it, it really felt like this guy had zero days off. Uh, he hit almost every single day, even when he pitched, he hit, and it's a lot on the body. It's there's a reason you don't see this every single year, and you don't have you know two or three pitchers who hit because there are some pitchers who actually are pretty good hitters. Jack Flaherty, coming out of high school, was a really really good hitter, um, but he also threw 95 off the mound, so. They rarely have 95 off the mound than him being able to hit play shortstop. So I just think it's there's way too many question marks for me to want to give him that much money, but I think that's the amount of money he gets. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in agreement. Uh, he played in 158 games last year altogether, so he missed just three, and I think those three came later on in the season. If I'm not mistaken, maybe one came early and two came late. So, yeah, you know, you, you have to worry about the durability. You have to worry about all that stuff. Regardless, me and Nate do not dislike Shohei Otani. We think he is an unbelievable player, an unbelievable talent. We just want, I think we just want to see the Angels win. You know, I think at the end of the day, that's kind of where we stand. And I, I would like to hope that a lot of other fans kind of, you know, would like to stand that way as well because – you know what I mean? It's not fun not winning. It really isn't, you know? Like, I, I want to be able to watch Angel games late into the season, you know? And I, I, I love doing the minor league stuff, but, man, it'd be it'd be a lot of fun to see, you know, the Angels in the postseason and, and Mike Trout and, you know, just everybody getting that getting that uh, publicity going. So I, I'm i all for it. I'm excited. Like I said, this offseason is going to be good. I think the Angels are going to get back on the map next season. So, But I also do sound like a broken record, so... Let's get on to our next subject, which, oddly enough, again, is Shohei Otani. He is an MVP finalist for the AL. We're not shocked by this at all. He's going to win an MVP. So I just need yes or no from you guys. He's winning MVP, right, Jacob? Yeah, absolutely. Nate, MVP, yes? Yes. Okay, perfect. He's Side note on this, side question, I guess. Is he getting? Is he winning unanimously, Nate? I had Vlad Guerrero Jr. getting three first place votes. Jacob, I'm with Nate. There, I don't think he does. Um, another tidbit is that um, I think there was a, 
I think Salvador Perez wasn't even a finalist on there, and he had led the league, I think, in home runs and RBIs. Yeah, that's correct. Simeon got it above Salvador Perez. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I think he's winning. I think he's going to win unanimously. I don't know why, but I just think that he had such an incredible season. Like the old school riders are going to love it. The new school riders are going to love it. You know, so I think he's winning unanimously. I'll, I'll be that odd man out. So. Let's get on to a little bit of upsetting news. Chris Rodriguez is going to probably miss the majority, if not all, of 2022 with a shoulder injury already. Tough break for the Angels. It's probably a good thing, though, that it came this early on. You were able to get in there and you know figure it out on Chris Rodriguez's side and also figure it out for the bullpen as well because I think he was going to be in the bullpen. I would love to see him start, but I think you know at the end of the day, Nate's kind of talked me into – him being a reliever, and I, I, I'm with it. I also talked to C-Rod. He's very high spirits. He's ready to get back out there and get going as well. So, you know, thoughts and prayers for C-Rod. So this is where I wanted to bring in Jacob's last article. With, well, not last article. Actually, I don't know if it was or wasn't. But <laughs> um, but one of the articles that I helped him out with and Taylor Blake Ward helped him out with, and that was about the injuries. So, Jacob already an injury this offseason for the Angels on the pitching side of things. What do you think about this? I mean, it sounds like a broken record, you know. You mentioned the article that you and um, Taylor Blake Ward also helped with. Um, yeah, it does sound, you know, like a broken record. I do think it's a little bit optimistic because it happened, like, so early into the season. And like you said, um, I, I also think maybe he – I mean – I'm kind of convinced he is a reliever. You know, he already he went into the season with like injury stuff. I know, like he he had he had to miss like a couple of games with it. So I'm pretty sure it was a nagging injury. But yeah, it's you know it sounds like a broken record. Absolutely. You know, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it because you did do the article on the Angels' injuries and, and such like that. I don't even break that down a little bit for us. Tell us, you know, what you your what your thoughts were on that. If you ever came to any conclusion or anything like that on it. Yeah. So when I first started out with it, um, I was, I, you know, I'm on Twitter. I'm watching, you know, Angels Twitter kind of get upset. It, it it's like a fire, you know. It's like it's just it's a firestorm, really, and. I'm with them when it comes to like what's going on with all these injuries. I even questioned it myself. So, you know, I was like, well, let's at least try to figure it out. I had a theory that I was like, everyone's going to say, I don't know. I think the biggest thing is I don't know because the angels are so cagey with the way they talk in terms of media discussing stuff. So that's where it first stemmed from was Twitter just kind of, reading where the fans were with it. And, you know, I wasn't shocked. I mean, Jared, you had said you don't know. Taylor Blake Ward even said he doesn't know. But one of the interesting things is that, like, Taylor Blake Ward talked about the Upton injury um, in the um, during the season, about him, like, looking great on the field. And then, you know, it, it came down to, like, game time. And then it's like, oh, no, he's landing on the IL. Like, it, he said, like, honestly, he thinks that maybe – some of these injuries got misdiagnosed and that was a shock to me personally, because, you know, I, I thought like, you know, the angel, it, it does come with time. I'm not going to say like Joe Mad knows right away. I, it goes down to the player. Then it comes down to the trainer. Like there's a lot of steps into injuries. 
and then it comes down to a final verdict. So for me, that was the one shocker is that like, all right, he's good to go, like pregame, he's good to go, like warm-ups, and then all of a sudden, no, he's landing on the aisle. So that to me was kind of a shocker. Yeah, so if you haven't read that article, go follow Jacob and, and go read that article. A really good article, uh, what me and uh, Taylor had to say about it. And it, it was just a lot of fun being involved in that. So on to the next little bit of news. And this came out of the Angels coaching staff. Uh, first base coach Bruce Hines, third base coach, coach Brian Butterfield, and catcher Jose Molina will not be returning. I think we already knew. Or catching coach, sorry, not catcher. Catching coach Jose Molina will not be returning. I think we already knew about Molina. The other two come as a little bit of a surprise. But that also means that Jeremy Reed and my, Matt Wise will be returning as at their positions, I believe. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. Angels could still be looking a different direction as far as hitting and pitching coaches go. But, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, it, it's it's got to be tough with all this turnover and such like that. So, Nate, are you surprised by any of these? The only thing that I'm a little surprised by is Matt Wise coming back. Um, I, I thought that they were definitely going to bring him back, just not in the pitching coach role. Um, everything else I'm not really too surprised with. Uh, we already kind of talked about Jose, and that that was kind of a, a curious decision. But uh, Butterfield, you know, we, we figured he was gone. We figured um, it, it was just a Matt Wise thing. And I think Jeremy Reed did a decent job last year. You saw some guys that probably haven't really produced anywhere else or produced well anywhere else. Like Phil Gosson hasn't produced at that level anywhere else. So I think he did a pretty good job um, with them. So the, the biggest the biggest surprise to me, though, was definitely Matt Wise coming back as the pitching coach. I, I thought that they never replaced the interim tag. Uh, that was something that I always found weird. It's like they still referred to him as the interim uh, pitching coach so it, it was just a weird thing that that he is still there and they 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 really still haven't even clarified if he's the interim pitching coach if he's the pitching coach or if he's a bullpen coach yeah I, I'm interested to see what what happens with that so Jacob do you have any predictions of or anybody you'd like to see in, in any roles as coaches you know somebody I know Jared Weaver's been a been a fan favorite I don't know if that ever really happens Erstad, Sam and Anderson Anybody from that 2002 team that you'd like to see? Um, no, honestly. <laughs> um, I think it's just because of the times. You know, it's modern times. I get it. Like, Joe Mann was part of the whole 2002 World Series team, all that. But I'm like, I favor more just that younger, kind of a fresh mindset. I don't think they need any, you know, any of that 2002 World Series team. But um, going back to Nate's... Um, Nate's argument with Matt Wise, that was a shocker for me too, because on like it wasn't I guess it wasn't a shock, just more just like, oh, okay, like he's gonna come back because on one side of things the bullpen looked a lot better after the trade deadline. Like they had the young guys come up, so he did a great job there. But at the same time, the um, starting pitching was what it was and you know, I don't know. And then I think it was because, like, they did drop it, but I think it was because of the uh, Mickey Callaway stuff. They needed to hold on to that until the legal issues got taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I do tend to agree with you on, on the coaching side of things. I'd like to see the younger, fresh face. But I also think there's a a need for some type of spark. 
And I don't know if Jared Weaver brings that. I don't know if Troy Percival brings that. I, I don't know what, you know, the different mindset would be, but I'd like to see some type of spark from the coaching staff. That'd be, that'd be kind of interesting. I don't know if it ever happens, but it, it would definitely be interesting. So final thing before we get going, Jacob, I know you've been writing this down and messing around with it as we've been talking about this, but go ahead and play GM. I, I want to know what direction you would go with for the Angels this offseason. Okay, so I did the math. I'm bad at math, but, you know, work with me here. Um, the spot track had them at $118 million for the payroll, so that's what I went off of. And then, obviously, the luxury tax payroll is at 210 So I don't think they're going to they're gonna go over that. Um, but they do have a lot, of, a lot of money to spend, so I spent a lot of money on this. Um, I didn't trade Otani, obviously, um, kept them, but... I want to hear your guys' thoughts maybe once I start finishing it up. But Marcus Stroman, um, I say he goes to the Angels. I think they needed a veteran piece, and I think he's the answer there. I think he's he's going to answer the call to kind of step up there. I had him at 120 for four years or 140 for four year, and I'll, I'll get back to that once um, it's all done there. Sandy Leone, I agree with you guys there. Um, I had him at $1 million just for one year. They do need a backup catcher. Um, I have Rossiel Iglesias, even though I'm not too keen on bringing him back just because I think relievers are too volatile. Um, I had him at two years and $50 million. And then I had Javier Baez at shortstop, which kind of surprised me a little bit, but I think he takes a one-year deal at $20 million. So just because I think free agent market's too good at shortstop and I think he'll accept a one year just to kind of, you know, reset himself. I think he had a little bit of a down year last season, so I think that kind of bounces him back up a little bit and then plus it's over the qualifying offer, so I think he accepts that and then that leaves them at $10 million, um for space. Um, yeah, that leaves them at $200 million. I'm with it. I, I like it. Where's David? Are you trading David Fletcher? No. Baez is playing short. You have, ba- you have Baez and Simeon? No, he just said oh, Baez and Yeah, Stroman. I got Baez at short Baez. and then Fletcher at second still. Okay. I like it, I like it. Did you say Stroman or Simeon? Stroman. Marcus oh, Stroman. I heard starter. Simeon. Well, that's my fault. I was like, I was like, dang, all right. I like that. We're, we're moving Fletcher. Like, this is kind of interesting. Uh, no, I, I, I'm with it. I like it. I I'm I'm intrigued. Like I said, you could tell me, and we'll probably have a lot of people on that you know with their GM predictions. I have no clue which way the Angels are going to go, other than I know that they're going to spend a lot of money on pitching. So I wouldn't think that they're going to go the way of a shortstop. But I I don't know. They could 100 percent. They could like if already had his way. I I would assume they're going to go get Kyle Seager or Corey Seager. Heck, maybe even Kyle Seager. I don't, I don't know. You know, but I, I it's. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. I think the Angels are going to be in on everybody. So, you know, just kind of, I would, I would say keep that in the back of our heads, that the Angels are going to kind of be in on everybody this offseason. And, and, and I'm totally with it. I think the Angels need another another pitcher in that as, as well, Jacob. And I agree with you on the volatile thing. I really do. I, I'm, I like Rysel Iglesias. I, I do, and I think he's had a really good career and a cons- pretty consistent career as well. But I think that, Oh man, you know, bullpens can be so volatile. And you look at how, 
you know, good of bullpens. Perry has, you know, been around and seen and has been able to help build. I th- I kind of trust Perry in, in, in the bullpen. I think that I think that if I don't understand it, he might be doing the right thing because if I understand something, it doesn't seem to work out very well. So I'm I'm with you there on Rice Sale. I wouldn't mind getting the 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 first round pick for him. However, it would have been interesting to see what they would have gotten in July for him. But you know, regardless, it is what it is. You know, so I, I'm with it. Nate, do you have anything on it? The only thing that I I would say is I don't think Bias signs a one year deal. Uh, I think if any of the shortstops do that, I think Trevor Story is the guy. Honestly, um, I just think that because Bias doesn't have the qualifying offer next to his name because he was traded halfway through the year he doesn't get that I think that's the only reason why uh he's able to remain with the Mets that's my prediction as he stays with the Mets I think him and Lindor want to play together for forever uh I could be wrong I'm you know this is totally me just guessing but um I I think that's the only guy that I don't see signing a one-year deal but everyone else I I really agree with yeah the Mets are a shit show you know just I mean, I'll just say that right now. The, the Mets, that's that's going to be an interesting situation. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad we're not a Mets podcast because I would not know even more. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm excited, Jacob. I like that. I like the way you went with the GM uh, predictions. It'll be interesting to see how it works out at the end of the day. So, Jacob, give us the spew again. Tell us where we can find you. Tell us, you know, where we can read your work. Yeah, so on Twitter, my handle is at underscore Jacob Cisneros, just like my name. And then um, I cover the Angels for um, Halo Hangout, part of the Fanside Network, Dodgers at Dodgers Tailgate, and then any everything in between at Student Union Sports. Yeah, guys, go follow Jacob. He does a great job. Go read his work. Again, he does a fantastic job. Yeah, and I'm excited to see what you do here in the future. Like I said, you have a very promising career as a writer if that's the direction you want to continue to go. I like your work. I think you know the game. You understand it. So excellent job with that. And, and thank you for coming on the show. I, I really do appreciate it. And I, I really mean whenever you want to come on, shoot me a message. I'm, I'm happy to have you on and, and to talk in a little baseball. It's it's a lot more fun with three of us rather than two of us. And Nate and I usually agree too much anyways. So, yeah. And Nate doesn't bring a lot of enthusiasm. So. Yeah, you <laughs> Well, I, I, I appreciate both of you guys. And, um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Really, any time. I mean, it's awesome. I, I, I was listening to this podcast when it first came out. And so being on it, you know, it's like really like a fan team basically. Absolutely. Thanks, man, for for all of that. And guys, if you want to come on and, and join us for talking fans or a- anything like that, you know, just shoot me a message on on Twitter. Shoot us a message on Twitter myself at Jared underscore Tim's, Nate at Nate Green thirty four, or Talking Halos. Just look enough, look us up um, at, at Talking Halos. You know, shoot us a message, and, and we'll find a time and time to find a place to to get you on so you can talk and. And, and give us your GM predictions. Like I said, I, I love talking with everybody, talking baseball. I know Nate does too. We could, If any, somebody just came up to us on the streets and started talking baseball, we'd probably be there for hours. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, making us one of the best podcasts out there. If you could, subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Leave us a review, whether it's good or bad. Tell us how to get better. Tell us if we're doing a great job already. We'd really appreciate it. And, guys, thank you so much for listening, and have a great rest of your day.
whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.